Well, hello, hello. This is the seventh video to you to give you an update on the events that began on April 22nd, the day before my birthday. I want to begin by saying what I always do. Thank you, thank you, thank you for praying. What a tremendous difference it has made in this journey. For those of you who are listening to the audio, audio track of this video, this is The Lump, Part 7. In one way, for the videos, it's Chapter 2. The first videos were dealing with discovering the tumor, running biopsies on the tumor, and then two more trips into the OR to try to find the primary tumor. And they were not successful at finding that, so now I know that rather than them uh, radiating just a small portion, which they thought might be at the tongue base, they're going to radiate from the tonsils to the bottom of the neck. And so chapter two begins tomorrow when Svetlana and I will jump on the big blue bus and head down to the oncology department and uh, they're going to run some more tests and scans and getting ready to begin 35 days, seven weeks of treatments starting next week. Now I want to say wow and thank you all the more, not only for your prayers, for the way things are going, but for the generosity, the outpouring of generosity, so that Svetlana can be with me there for the 35 days. It's just incredible. The gifts poured in, the need has been met, and i just say again, thank you, thank you, thank you. What a journey it has been. I had originally uh, thought that I'd be going last week to not only meet the doctors and do the scans, uh, but also to begin the radiation. But I didn't have to. I was able to stay home a second week this week uh, to allow some healing to go on after the third trip to the OR. And then I'll have an additional week before the radiation starts. So I'm, I'm just thankful that Jesus is orchestrating all of this. He uses medicine, he uses your prayers. He uses all different kinds of tools. The thing is, he's in the midst of it. Or as I like to say, God has got this. Or God's got it. And that's true. Yesterday I was listening to Psalms. And some of you uh, who've heard me before know that I like to listen to the Word of God audiobooks. And yesterday I was listening uh, to Psalms, and Psalm 62 came alive to me again, particularly verse 5. So I kind of want to share with you a little bit out of Psalm 62, 5, so that maybe you'll have an insight into a question that's been asked of me. Why am I so filled with joy in the midst of a cancer situation? Well, for one thing, it's because Jesus is in the midst of the situation, and he's my joy. Let him be your joy in a greater way today. He is the Lord. Okay, in Psalm 62, 5, David is saying, almost like he's speaking to his soul, Soul, wait only upon God and silently submit to him, here we go, for my hope and expectation are from him. My expectation is given to me. God gives me expectation so that I can look at him in hope and expectation. It isn't that I have to 
work it up. Lift myself by the bootstraps. Confess my way forward. No, my expectation that things are under his control come from him. My expectation and hope are from him. I think about in the New Testament, Joseph of Arimathea, he was a respected leader. He said he was living in expectation of the kingdom of God. Let's live expecting God to pour out his ability, that's grace, so that we can expect him to express his kingdom, not only in us and to us, but through us. We read in Luke chapter 3, verse 15, and the people were in expectation, expecting something from God, because God, who is our hope, God filled them with expectation, not doubt, but expectation. When doubt comes, we just put the pressure on God. God, you need to fill me with expectation right now. I want you to drown out the doubt with expectation. I want to be like those folks, filled with an expectation that all things are in your control, that your will is good, it's perfect, and it's acceptable. Enable me, empower me, grace me, so that I can live in an expectation and a hope in you. And that, and that all of us can be like Paul in 1 Corinthians 9.19. He says, although I'm free from everyone's expectations, oh, to be free from everyone's expectations, oh, to be free to not put expectations on flesh and blood or corporations or churches or leaders or anyone else. Listen, I met a lot of people who are disappointed, a lot, counseling as a pastor, and many, many times it's because they put an expectation on flesh and blood or an expectation on themselves to be a super Christian or a good Christian or a whatever. Listen, our expectation is on God, that he who began a good work will do it and that we can walk free from other people's expectation. God help us. You're the one who gives us hope and expectation. It comes from you. Help us to not put expectation in flesh and blood. Help us not to do that. Because the, the, the fruit of expecting anyone to accomplish anything, putting an expectation on them, is going to be disappointment. And if the disappointment isn't dealt with, it can become bitterness. It's not fun. It's not good. And many Christians are disappointed because we expect, because we know what the Word says, we know what we should do, and we know what other believers should do, and when people don't do it, we get incredibly disappointed. And I kind of joke this way, when working as a businessman, I knew what the unsaved would do. <laughs> So I was prepared, but I learned really soon, don't live knowing what anyone should do, including a believer, and then set expectation on that person. No, be led by the Spirit. Have God's wisdom and insight and discernment in conversation and in what people are saying they're going to do and maybe won't do. Listen, our expectation is is from God so that our expectation can be in God. How do we love God? Because he first loved us. 
You can't love him if he's not loving you first and continually. When he pours his very own self into us by the person of the Holy Spirit, our heart is filled with that very love of God, and God wants to fill us with expectation, not on others, but on him, on his Son, on the Word, and all by the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen in 2 Corinthians 3.12. It says, Since we have such a glorious hope and confident expectation in God that we speak with great courage. You say, Eric, I want to be able to speak with great courage about the things of God. There's things in my heart that I want to share, but I don't know how. Listen, it's not you, it's who. The one in you is the one who will enable you and give you an expectation that he will enable you. Listen, we see that that when the Holy Spirit came there in the beginning of the book of Acts, that they spoke boldly. So put an expectation on God, the one who poured out his spirit then and now, that he'll fill you with a great boldness. And in Philippians chapter 1, verse 20, we read my earnest expectation and hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or death. Absolutely. It, you, if you're a Christian, if you've capitulated, if you've surrendered, if you've repented, turned to God and said yes to Jesus, then you're, you have eternal life now. So this life is but a, 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 a puff in eternity when we measure it on that, that measuring stick. So be this way. I am by grace because of God pouring out expectation in me. My earnest expectation and hope is I'll not be ashamed. When I stand on that day, Christ's blood, the atonement, the cross, faith in Jesus will have done it. And so that now in all boldness, always, that Christ will be magnified in my body. I'm going to be going down to the patient hotel. I've been there several times, three or four times so far. And there's a lot of people there that don't have hope and they don't have expectation and they don't have eternity in their hearts. So I want to ask you to pray for me that while I'm in the hospital and when I'm in the, the uh, hotel there, that as it is in other ways, that I'll be given boldness by the Spirit, wisdom by the Spirit, discernment by the Spirit, to be able to, to be a channel of hope and encouragement in people's lives who are going through much greater things than I am. That eternity might crash into their reality, that they might come to know Christ. So that for them too, whether by life or death, Christ is going to be magnified in your life and my life. Oh, I plan on living. Of course, you're praying. Jesus is interceding for me. Of course, it's my plan. But even more, eternity is already in our hearts. Wow. Isn't it fantastic that Christ might be magnified in my body and your body, whether it be by life or whether it be by death? God bless you today. I hope you're doing well. 
I'll be taking some uh, recording equipment with me during the seven weeks I'm down there and going to be uh, continuing to give you updates. My prayer request right now primarily is that the side effects be minimal. There's grace in the side effects also. But I do ask you, just pray for that. Pray that Christ in me will flow through me as encouragement, not only to those at the patient hotel, but those that I'll be meeting in the hospital. It's just wonderful to be in a new environment to share Christ. God bless you today. Good day.